Hi everyone, my name is Rob Maiolo and welcome to the first ever episode of Hi Hakiki, a podcast about industry, entrepreneurship, and life from a person that sucks at all three. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Um, this is, I guess, our first official episode. Uh, I did an introductory one before, but that kind of just talks about what the podcast is going to look like. This is me stepping into it with, for the first week. Uh, so very excited to be doing this and incredibly thankful for for you to be listening. Uh, so I, I feel like I started uh, Hakiki mm, about, oh golly, we're getting like seven, eight months ago now. So I feel like it, I'm not doing the podcast and the story justice if I kind of just start from now. So maybe I'll do a little bit of, of retrospect, maybe give you guys a little background why I felt compelled to start the company and um, kind of what some of the early days looked like and kind of how I've gotten to this point so far. So it was around this time last year, I think it was like April 2017, a good friend of mine, Tyrone, uh, lent me a book called Originals by Adam Grant, which if you haven't checked it out yet, sorry, I hope my microphone isn't in my beard right now. I'm trying to hold it out. (laughs) Um, If you haven't read Originals by Adam Grant, um, regardless of whether you want to be an entrepreneur or not, you absolutely have to to read it. Uh, essentially, Adam Grant is a professor at Warden Business School, and he taught a class. And three of I think it was three of the students were the founders of Warby Warby Parker. Uh, Warby Parker is a online glasses company, and pretty much what they've done is they've made a website where you can buy prescription glasses online. Pardon me. Um, I had chicken wings for lunch and I'm incredibly thirsty. So I'm going to be drinking throughout this podcast. I apologize. So the three guys in his class started Warby Parker. It's pretty much prescription glasses online. I think now they do sunglasses. They even have stores and stuff. Um, and they asked Adam to invest in his com- company early on. And he said no. Uh, I think twice they asked him, and now Warby Parker is worth, I don't know, I think it's probably worth like $30, $40 billion or something like that. The, the company does insane amounts of revenue. So this book called Originals is kind of him, look, the first part of it anyways, him looking at the, I guess the black box of what happened and trying to figure out what the, like, why the fuck didn't he invest? Um, so... Uh, he talks about some of the common misconceptions of entrepreneurship. Um, he's a professor, so obviously he did, did a lot of research. And he talks about how it's a misconception that you have to quit your job uh, to start a company. Uh, and that was one of the reasons why he didn't invest in Warby Parker, is because all those guys were going to get great consulting jobs, making six figures a year right out as soon as they got out of Wharton. And he's like, there's no way these guys could ever run a successful business if they're, you know, if they're getting into engineering or if they're getting into consulting, they can never make it work. Um, but then he went after the fact, unfortunately, he went and did research and found that you're actually more likely to be a successful entrepreneur if you keep your job. Uh, you're less likely to, to, to take unnecessary risks. Um, you're a lot more patient. You can use the money from your day job to fund to fund the company and, and any product dev or, or business dev. Um, so he kind of goes through crushing some of those myths about entrepreneurship, 
talks about what he wishes he saw, um, and then also talks about other entrepreneurs and kind of how they became originals and their original ideas. So I read that book, and then I don't remember what part I was at. And I was trying to think of... I've wanted to start my own business for as long as I can remember, but I never did, and I never really had a good reason why I didn't. I mean, my dad was an entrepreneur. He now works for someone, but earlier on in his life was an entrepreneur when he first came to Canada. So I guess I guess it was in my bones somehow. But um, I always wanted to start a company, never did. And then I was reading originals late at night, went to bed, and I... I somehow sleep way too much and also have insomnia. It's, it's really weird. Um, so it was like 2.30 in the morning. And I was just thinking of like common business models. And a, how can I apply them to products that don't yet uh, subscribe to that business model? If that makes sense. So I was thinking of a company, companies like uh, like subscription-based companies like Dollar Shave Club, for example, where they'll send you a razor every month. But then I tried to think of other cosmetics companies um, where they weren't taking advantage of the subscription model yet, to the best of my knowledge. So I thought, why don't colognes have a subscription-based process or business model? Where if I use a bottle of cologne every three months, why isn't it just automatically shipped to my house? So that's kind of how it started. And I had this big idea of I was going to make my own cologne and start doing a ton of research and watching a bunch of YouTube videos and, um, you know, bought a bunch of essential oils and perfumers alcohol and, you know, had a calculator out and calling my friends who were chartered accountants and trying to get them to help me figure out the ratios and uh, I don't know if you've ever tried, but trying to build or trying to make your own cologne is in fucking possible. <laughs> it is the hardest thing I've ever had to do, without question. Um, it's it's there's people who do it for forty years and like never get there, and people who are like perfumers, I guess you can call it. Um, went to school for like eight years and like don't drink alcohol and don't eat spicy food and don't drink coffee and like get eight hours of sleep and don't smoke are just like wizards pretty much. And here I thought I could just pick it up and (laughs) make, make the next whatever Chanel number five. So that kind of didn't work out, but I really enjoyed the process of making your own products. So I thought, well, what else could I do? And I would literally look at myself in the mirror and be like, what can you do? (laughs) Like, what, what can you, what are you good at? What do you like doing? What can we make into a business? And every time I would look at myself, I would see a beard. And if, I don't know whether you know or not, um, the, the logo for this podcast um, is actually a silhouette of myself. Uh, so that's that's me and that's my beard. So that's the kind of uh, look I would have every morning uh, when I looked in the mirror. I wasn't always smiling though. And then it hit me. Wow, beard oil. And I picked up the bottle of beard oil um, that I bought off Amazon. 
And I'm like, I could probably make this. And if I spent enough time, I could probably make a better version as well. So that's what I set out to do. I spent the next three months trying to make a better beard oil than the one I had. That was my goal. Excuse me. So, man, those chicken wings are really good, but you you pay for them after. So, <laughs> um, Jack, Jack Astor's has a new chicken wing flavor. It's a sesame garlic. Sesame garlic something. It's incredible. It's like Japanese-y kind of flavor. Anyway. Um, also a year ago today I was in Japan, um, and it was the best trip I ever had. And as soon as I saw the memory on Facebook, I was like pretty bummed out, but I digress. So I spend the next three months just testing and learning, um, trying to make the best beard oil I can researching, um, buying raw materials. I made about uh, 25 to 30 samples before I landed on one. And I remember when I landed on what I thought was going to be it and just being incredibly excited that I finally created something that was not market ready, but was at least good enough to ask my buddy with a beard to try it. Because up until then, it was just me and my beard. And I was growing it out like crazy. I look like some guy from, what's that? that biker show the west choppers of indie or west coast choppers or i can't duck dynasty sorry <laughs> sorry took a while i look like those guys from duck dynasty so then i finally um i finally get up the courage to ask my buddy uh syed that i work with uh to try the beard oil and i just gave him a sample and i came in i'm making my own beard oil uh, I'm, I'm too close to the fire to know if it's hot or not. So can you tell me what you think? And I gave it to him and Syed's a good guy. So he gave me daily updates and he's like, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Uh, so then I got the courage to start asking my other buddies, can you try this? And again, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. So then I had a product. Then I had a beard oil that at least the people in my immediate circle loved. And I've been a big student of um, success and entrepreneurship. And I listen to a lot of podcasts, um, which is probably is what motivated me to make my own. Um, One I listen to a lot is How I Built This um, from NPR. Um, I really hate saying NPR because that (laughs) makes me sound like a a hipster from Brooklyn. But it's actually incredibly engaging and you get a lot of really great um, advice. And the stories are just awe-inspiring and uh the lady that started chesapeake candles i think it's called i can't remember her name either uh she had a line that said no amount of market research will tell you whether your product is good or not you have to go out and try uh which is you know i have a diploma and degree in marketing so to hear someone successful say market research is good but not perfect uh, was really refreshing to me because I always hated market research and I always hated just like trying to figure out if your product's good or not without ever trying it. And just like surveying people and saying, would you like this? And like, what the hell does that mean? So, uh, so then I decided, you know what, I gotta, I gotta just launch this and, and let's see, let's see what happens. Let's see if it's going to stick to the wall. But, uh, 
all I had was an oil. I didn't have a package. I didn't have a mission. I didn't have a goal. I didn't really have anything. I just wanted to start my own business and I had some beard oil. That's it. So I'm like, okay, let me at least get a package and like a logo and a name. And let's see how that goes. So I was just, I, I work in kind of downtown, midtown Toronto. And uh, I was walking around just in kind of the underground pathways that we have. And there was a guy who was uh, giving out samples of cream. You know those stores downtown that all they sell is cream, but they have like a million locations and seem like they're doing well, but you never once see someone buying something ever. There's just guys giving out samples to women. Uh, I was one of those guys. And obviously they're trying to target women, but it was just me walking by and we were making eye contact and I guess he felt compelled to say something. And at this point, my beard is like rocking, like it's getting close to my collarbone at this point. So he goes, man, you look like a Viking. And I went, thank you. And then I took two more steps. I'm like, that's it. Viking. That's what I'm going to call it. That's the name of my beard oil. Uh, so I uh, called the beard oil Viking. And I'm like, well, I need a company name too. Because I wasn't, one, I didn't feel like calling my company Viking. But, you know, Vikings traditionally had beards. So that's going to make a good beard oil name. So then I had to think of a company name. And uh, I really liked the idea of uh, kind of having uh, an English word, but translating it into a different language and seeing if I can make it like fun and catchy. Uh, so I went on Google Translate and typed in the words like real and natural and authentic and then just scrolled through different languages and tried to see what different names would pop up. And that's how I landed on Hakiki. So Hakiki in Uzbek, which is the native language in Uzbekistan, uh, Hakiki means real, translated into English. So when you think when I think Hakiki or when you say it, at least if you're talking to someone who speaks Uzbek, uh, it means real, which is super awesome. And I'm super glad I stumbled upon it because um, I think that's just the coolest name ever. So I got, so that's how I landed on it. Uh, Viking Beard Oil by Hakiki. And the beauty about the name Hakiki is it, it doesn't really limit you to anything. So I, if you listen to my introductory episode, I, I mentioned that I want to, that right now I'm a cosmetic male cosmetic company. Would love to be a male and female cosmetic company, and would one day love to, for this to be a fashion house. Uh, and the name Hakiki could literally mean anything, so that that'll help carry me through uh, my vision. Um, so that's what it was: uh, Viking beard oil by Hakiki. And I bought some other essential oils. Well, I already had them because I thought I was going to be the next uh, perfume god of the world. Uh, so I had like 30 bottles of essential oils that I had no clue what I was going to do with. And I realized I could use them to make the scents. So then I made uh, four different bottles, and one unscented and three different scented versions of beard oil. And uh, I was going to make my own website, but I felt weird opening a website with just three products. So I went on Etsy and uh, developed uh, my own Etsy page and just launched and crossed my fingers and thought, well, I, I hope this works out. Um, and it was exciting. It was exciting to 
constantly check uh, every day to see if you got a visit or to see if someone looked at it. Uh, And I remember, I would say, less than a week after opening my site, someone messaged me from Scarborough, which is where I produce this stuff, and said, I want to buy all four bottles. Is there a discount if I buy all four? And being a person that has a quote-unquote day job, you're used to those answers either existing or you just go out and you ask your boss and they know the answer. And then it hit me, oh shit, I'm the one who has to give her an answer. (laughs) I have to make it up and I have to tell her. Uh, I can say, no, there's no discount, buy all four, regular price, too bad. Or I can say, you know what, thank you so much for having an interest, why don't I give you this off, or that off, or free delivery, or whatever. Um, So then I had to start working on my sales skills, and negotiation skills, and go back to my training and marketing uh, class. And uh, so then I messaged her, I said, oh, thanks so much for your message. Um, Yeah, actually, if, if if you buy four bottles... I'll only charge you for three. And she goes, absolutely. Um, How do I do that on your website? And again, I didn't know (laughs) because it was my website and I had never done it before and I don't have a boss at Hakiki. It's just me. So then I had to figure out a way to have someone buy all four bottles for the price of $60 because it's 20 bucks a bottle and I was giving her three for four. So I created a... Uh, a product called the Viking Treasure Chest, where you can buy all four for the price of $65. Sorry, so I got an extra five bucks. Um, And I said, okay, well, now I have the Viking Treasure Chest. Just go ahead and purchase that, um, and then that'll be all four. And then she goes, okay, great. And then I would say maybe 10 minutes later, I get a notification from the Etsy app saying you just got your first purchase. And I almost dropped my phone on the floor. (laughs) I couldn't believe it. And it was a long time. I got this sale probably in... Well, I opened the store in September. Excuse me. Man, those chicken wings. I opened the store in September. And it was a couple weeks after. So from when I thought about it in, let's say, April 2017 to September 2017, I had all just just working on it, and testing, and learning, and writing shit down, and not knowing if anyone's going to know, or care, or buy, and then I launched my site, and two weeks later, someone buys, and I just, the past six months of work, just flew through my head, and it all was kind of like a retrospect movie, and I, I, I couldn't believe how euphoric, and exciting it was to build something and have just one person give a shit. Just one person give a shit. I couldn't believe how inspiring that was. And I I, I don't remember being so genuinely excited. Just like just sitting at home looking on my phone. It was incredible. And it and so then it didn't end there. So she lives in Scarborough, and goes. It's for uh, 
my husband's birthday, but his birthday is not for another month. I work nights. I don't want this to come while he's at, while I'm at work and he's home. He might open it. Can you deliver it? And again, uh, I didn't know the answer and I didn't have a boss to turn to. So I went, uh, oh, okay, <laughs> where, where can we meet? And she worked at a dog hospital in Scarborough. And she's like, I get off work at 8. Can you meet me there? And I'm like, uh, okay. So I made the beard oil, got the bottles ready, the packages, the stickers, the labels, the, the screw tops. Um, and put it all in a little pretty uh, bag that I bought at Dollarama. Drove to this dog hospital that I didn't even know existed. Sat in this parking lot like a creep and and messaging her over the Etsy app, being like, hey, I'm in the parking lot. Hope you're here and hope you exist and hope this isn't just some big lie. And then she showed up and and I gave her the bottles and she looked at them and she loved them and she was smelling them and saying how, how excited she was to give it to her husband. And I shook my hand and and then left. And I got back in my car and I sat in the parking lot and I just, I couldn't, I couldn't drive. I, I sat in that parking lot for what felt like a year, but was probably like six minutes. Just thinking like, how fucking cool was that? How cool was it that I took something from an idea to a transaction where I met another human being, gave them a product that they were happy with, and now they are a customer for a business that I created and a product that I created from scratch. It gave me such a, an immense sense of satisf- satisfaction that I just I've never got from school. I'm not a big I'm not a big school guy. Don't would not say I have the best book smarts or anything. And also it gave me a level of satisfaction that I never got from like my day job. My day, excuse me, I'm not crying. I'm just burping from the wings. Um, <laughs> um, my day jobs, I mean, it's great. Like it pays the bills and I work with awesome people, but I never really get an insane sense of satisfaction because I kind of just partly contribute to things. I, I don't, I never really own something from end to end. I always rely on others and stuff like that. So just being able to own something from end to end, from idea to handing it to a customer and shaking their hand was the, like, just tough to put in words. Just really tough to put in words. So um, I'm going to I'm gonna stop there. I'm getting close. I'm at 23 minutes here and I want to kind of pump some other shit. Uh, so my next episode, I'll, I'll, I'll take you from what happened from that first purchase to maybe a little bit later on. Maybe I'll get to, to current state. Uh, I want to thank you guys for listening to this. Uh, I really mean a lot. I kind of just babbled uh, about the origin story of Hakiki. Um, so I'm I'm working on a, an intro song. It kind of felt weird like in the beginning just being like, hi, everyone. Uh, so I'm working on an intro song. Hopefully I can get them the next couple of podcasts. Uh, I have my Instagram, Etsy, and Twitter handle in the uh, description of this podcast. Uh, so check it out. Send me a message. Uh, next week, I hope I can maybe answer some questions uh, about entrepreneurship or any advice um, you guys need. Not that I 
have a ton of advice to give, but if I've gone through something, I can maybe give some advice or maybe my input or um, my input on things I've seen. Uh, so yeah, thanks you, thanks so much for for listening, guys. Uh, I'll be back at you next week uh, with another episode. Uh, until then, take care. We'll talk soon.